Hi, my name is Queen Zoe Accounts. Thank you for coming and listening to my podcast. This is Ghetto Champagne, Chapter 2. After I got dressed, I went outside, jumped in my truck, and drove over to my other place. When I arrived there, I went inside the building and took the elevator to the ninth floor. I had the whole ninth floor of the Mordecai building. Yep, I had two places. Had to have two places. I needed two places because a sister like me needed to be at peace sometimes. Because what I did become, became crazy. So the inside of my place was all white. The color white stood for clarity, peace of mind, hope, and perfected overstanding. So everything was white. White carpet covered the floors throughout the whole house. My furniture was white. My walls were white. Everything was white. But I did keep African art up in my place, and it looked like a museum. I walked into my study and turned the light on. Walked over to my desk and sat down. Turning on the computer, I began going over my daily accounts and records. Hmm, let's see. There was these three bitches who owed me money, and I needed to send three over there to collect that shit later. Aunt Lee at the nail shop was behind on her payments also. Man, I really needed to fuck her shop up so that this Vietnamese bitch didn't think that I was turning soft. Jazzy and his boys had copped a kilo from me last month and they were supposed to get another one later on tonight. And my people in Miami were flying in this evening, so I was sending one over there to pick him up from the airport. Okay, before I go any further, let me break down my crew to you. My gang consisted of nine of the baddest sisters in the city. I had given them all numbers for their names because the shit that we were doing was so damn raw that I didn't want any of them to get fucked up. No one out there in the streets knew their government names except for me. They weren't from this city, so their real identity was kept safe. I have flown the men from different parts of the states and other countries, and we all got real money together. This is how we got into the game. I was going to school abroad and, you know, all of us was trying to get dough at the same time and we needed to link up and that's what we did. But of course, I, being the person that I am, stuck on myself with a big ego, had to become the leader and take it over. We was doing so much shit that we blew up fast. We were hitting banks and crap all over the country Jamaica Bahamas England and even fucking Australia we was off the chain we was trying to get that paper for real you know we were going to the same college and life has a funny way of happening between people we had all gotten tired of that college shit especially living in another country and none of us ever having enough money but we were all on top of the world We split all proceeds that we got from the jobs that we do equally. But, you know, I just made all the decisions. Get back into my story. I kept going through all my records, checking out who still owed me money. You know, I used to be hard, but here lately I was turning a little soft and I wanted to help everybody out. But I'm getting tired of people trying to play me. So these people need to pay their debts to me. Especially before I start sending out the lionesses to hunt. 
Okay, so what else I got coming up this evening besides my date with Samson? Well, I got to meet this dude named Damon. And I'm meeting him later because, you know, he owed me $5,000 for fronting him those X pills. You know, he's a funny cat for real. He's always trying to mix business with pleasure. He's kind of cute, but he ain't my type, especially since I have to always front him drugs and shit. And he always wanting to know where I rest my head. I would never nor let anyone know where the lair is. Rude Boy Killer is meeting with me later also to give me 10 pounds of that purple shit so that I can flood the streets. I met Rude when I was in Jamaica. My girl was messing around with him and they made such a perfect couple. Both of them had cute accents and were short as hell. I switched screens to take a glance at my investments. The new Mall Horizons was being built on the south side of the city and everything was going according to schedule. You know, you got to reach down and help out your people sometime. I also had built several community centers because, you know, they had passed a law that if you see a group of young boys standing out on the streets in white, t-shirts they were considered a gang so I wanted to give the youth something back they deserve a chance they deserve the right to be able to have their dreams come true I also had built a rest home for the black elderly with the money that they made on their pensions they couldn't afford no real house and, and at times I hardly ever charged them rent I took care of everything for them Man, I'm going to tell you, we hit three banks in Chicago last week. Two have been over there scoping that out for us for about a whole month. And we, it, I mean, it was like taking candy from a baby. We never hit the same banks twice and we never hit them in the same city twice. We always hit banks in our own, well, really around us, but never in our own state. Not where we rest our heads anyway. My phone began to ring again and I reached over on my desk and picked it up. Speak. Check your text message, the voice on the other line said. It was this crackhead snitch. I clicked over to my text message. All right, where he at now? I asked. At work, the voice answered. Okay, I'll see him. I hung up the phone. The phone rung again. I answered it. It was the same crackhead. Lioness, speak. You're going to do him during the day? What the fuck I tell you about questioning me, I yelled. That nigga owes me $5,000. He's been lying to me for two weeks now. Not my fault he got a bad habit just like you. If it wasn't for the fact that he was my brother, he would have never even gotten this far without paying me. Your brother? The snitch sounds surprised. Yeah, my brother. Peace. I hung up the phone. I was outraged. I can't stand a snitching bitch to question my actions and shit. If I pay you to do something for me, then do your job and get the fuck on. Man, I hated dealing with my family sometimes. My brother and I used to be real close until he became this big time lawyer. Then he started messing with this chicken head that got his sorry ass strung out on that coke. I looked out for him, gave him a couple of bags of that pure shit on credit. I was thinking that maybe he would look out for me if I needed his help with court cases and shit, but this brother of mine is too far gone. Now, all I want is my damn money. I hung up the phone and I called five. Speak, she answered. 
I need you to go to Fayetteville Street at the courthouse and wait for Bobby to come out for lunch. Shoot that nigga in his side. Let's give him a slow leak. Okay, sis, she said. Are we still meeting up this evening? Yeah, five, but do me a favor. Call everyone and remind them. We need to talk about the next slick. I hung up the phone and walked over to the window. The sky was becoming cloudy as hell. And as it began to get darker, I kept looking out the window. Around two o'clock, the phone rung again. Speak, I said, sounding annoyed. I was still suffering from that slight hangover from drinking that shit from the club. He's leaking, Five said. Anybody see you? I asked her. Nope. I just walked up beside him, began walking with him, then I just shot him in the side. Did you drop my card by his feet? See, whenever we did a 187 on someone, we always left our calling card, which consisted of a picture of a lioness with a nine on her back. Yeah, I did, she replied. What did he say? Nothing, sis. He just reached in his jacket as he was falling to the ground and handed me his keys. Well, he really had his keys already in his hand, but... He just said he will take it as yours. I laughed. <laughs> Woo. All right, give that shit to Monique and her children. I already got three of them downstairs. See, he should have been taking care of his debt. Send him some flowers. Okay, sis, anything else? What did you shoot him with? I used a twenty-two. I know you didn't want him dead. But, you know, the doctors, they're going to have a hard time removing that bullet. Yeah, five, I said to her, but that nigga and other niggas would know not to ever fuck with street lioness, especially if they find out that I don't give a damn about about having my own brother shot. I hung up the phone and I laid back on the couch. I glanced at my watch. It was almost time for me to meet Damon at the supper club over on Atlantic Avenue. That was my favorite place to eat. They had a fish dinner that would just melt in your mouth. I really loved the atmosphere there also. It was a real classy joint owned and operated by black folks. And I used to love to get their Kool-Aid. Their Kool-Aid was called Ghetto Champagne. Damon and I were supposed to meet up around four, but I think that I am going to send four over there to meet him instead. My head was still hurting like hell and I really had a lot of things on my mind. I called four up and she said that she would meet him for me and then I told her to bring me back a fish dinner. I laid back on the couch and closed my eyes again and then I felt these hands on my thighs and I opened my eyes. Two had walked out her room and had sat down beside me and started rubbing me. I thought that I had been home alone. What are you doing here? I asked her. I got here last night. I have been sleeping all day and now it's time for me to see what's up in our world. She answered smiling. I looked in her eyes. She was so beautiful to me. She was very petite and very sensual. The men loved her. All of us wore locks, but she kept hers cut close at all times. She was the fastest of us all with that chopper, especially with a 40. Her complexion was so smooth and her skin was the color of ebony. She had small almond-shaped eyes and was very shapely. She reached down towards my feet and began massaging them. 
Relax, lioness, and let me just soothe your feet. I closed my eyes and allowed her to massage me. Her fingers moved with magic up and down my feet and around my toes. Man, that felt so good. I was wearing a white ankle length dashiki, but she had pushed that above my knees and was massaging my thighs. Mmm, that felt real good too. She pushed my legs apart and began kissing me softly between my thighs. How does that feel? She asked me. Good as hell. I opened my legs so that she could really kiss me. She pushed my legs back and began kissing me softly on my lips. I could feel her tongue licking between my lips and she began sucking on my clit. Damn, that shit felt so good. I really needed that good ass tongue to make this headache go away. She always knew what to do for me and how to do it. See, she and I were the only ones who enjoyed each other this way. We still had our men, but the two of us, we had that bond that only we shared. And she always did such a great job eating me out. Her tongue was flickering in and out of my pussy like a snake. And she pushed my legs back further and began licking and sucking on my clit. I could see her pink tongue licking my lips and going in and out of me. The more she licked me, the more I could feel myself coming. Please, mm, don't stop eating my pussy like that. She kept licking me and licking me and licking me. And then I came. And she began to drink up all my juices. At the end of my orgasm, my phone rung again. Speak, I said as I answered it. I ran my fingers through her locks. On my way to the airport, one said to me, Okay, you should be at the hotel around five. Yep, I'm going to take them to the Sheraton downtown. Good shot, one. See y'all then. Oh, by the way, Two will be coming with me, and then after that, we can all come back here because we need to talk. Okay, peace, sis, one said, and she hung up the phone. Two was finished eating my pussy, and she stood up and wiped her mouth. It was all wet from my juices. I love eating you out. It always tastes like coconut milk, she said to me. I smiled at her. Hmm, I love you pleasing like me that, too. You are wicked with it. But now, we got to get ready. We got to go over to the Sheraton. I got up from the couch and I kissed her on the lips. We both went into our rooms and got dressed. You have just been listening to chapter two of Ghetto Champagne. Come back and listen to the next episode. Peace.